This is the Private Practice Workshop Podcast with John Clark, episode 19. I want to tell you about a really exciting event coming up, and it's absolutely free. I am hosting a, uh, a webinar coming up November 17th, 12 p.m. Eastern. That's a Friday. Um, and this webinar is titled Getting Google's Attention One Way or Another. We're going to talk all about Google AdWords basics and SEO essentials. You're going to learn, um, you're going to have a really solid understanding by the end of the webinar about um, these different platforms, what they do, how you can leverage them, and even making the decisions that you need to make about um, do I go at it myself or do I get some help? We're also going to talk about how to develop a solid digital marketing strategy that works just for you. So sign up for that webinar absolutely free before it fills up. It's going to be limited to 100 spots and um, it is already filling up quite quickly. So hop on there as soon as you can. Go to privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash webinar. Again, privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash webinar and reserve your spot today. All right, we've got a great show for you coming up. I am sitting down once again with my good friend, Laura Long from yourbadasstherapypractice.com. Um, I just have such a great time every time I hang out with Laura. So um, you're going you're gonna to experience and enjoy uh, a good bit of banter and nonsense in the beginning, and then we're going to get into uh, all things marketing. So great episode for you coming up. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the show. You are, um, I think you should feel honored, well, for a number of reasons, um, because you're in my presence, and number two, because you're the only guest who has come on the show twice now. Wow. Really? I'm so serious. It must be the F-bombs. I, I think, think that's what I think it, it is. is. I think people can't find enough on daytime television, <laughs> so they have to, they're like, God, I need a podcast and to hear some dirty words. Yeah, and, and my favorite my murder. They already watched all, all of the my favorite murders. <laughs> yeah. So now they're coming to you. Yeah. Well, thank you for allowing your presence uh, to be in my face right now. You're this welcome. is truly an honor. You're your sombrero, welcome. by the way, yep. is very handsome. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I was telling Laura before the show that um, I decided I was going to wear a hat to work today. And it's a normal hat, but it would be so much more fun to wear a not normal hat and to just be secretly wearing weird hats during podcasts with the video camera turned off. So that no one knows. And then just by accident, I toggle on my video camera without knowing it. <laughs> someone screenshots me taking, wearing a sombrero with my podcasting so, mic. So it was a normal hat, but we turned it into a sombrero. <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious with your the mustache part of your beard. Like if yeah. you could shave the rest... Of oh, your beard, keep the mustache. I I decided um, years ago when the, when I first had a beard and I was kind of experimenting with facial hair, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say. <laughs> That's um, true. <laughs> I because um, once you realize you can grow a beard, you're like the world is my oyster. I can do anything because <laughs> if you can grow a beard, you can grow any kind of facial hair, right? Because you have you know a full situation to to work with. <laughs> I mean, I've been trying for years. Yeah, I, I noticed. Apparently, my, my badassery just will not 
Yeah. I mean, I've got like the one, the one thick hair, yeah. you know, women have that we don't talk about, but we all have it that we have to manage, keep, <laughs> keep in line. Oh yeah. We all have at least one. Yeah, that's a thing. That's the beard is such a like it's it's such an um, idolized part of masculinity now. So I'm like, <laughs> what is the equivalent for women? I don't know. Ooh, um, I mean, we can get really R-rated with this, but I'll I will mm. refrain. But probably, yeah, there is some sort of uh, follicle, sort of yeah, follicle trophy that can be won. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think so. <laughs> So when I, I had my first, my first beard, that's like the name of a new series. Um, that's the name of this episode. That's the name of this episode is my first beard. No one's going to listen to it. No, because it has nothing to do with marketing. Well, maybe it does. That is your brand. You know, the, beard, <laughs> the beard's the brand. Either no one will listen to it or everyone will. <laughs> I didn't learn anything about business, but I had a great time and I feel better. Uh, so I, I shaved uh, I, a Fu Manchu for a family cruise <laughs> that my grandmother was paying for. And it just. She was so proud. She was so devastated. Oh. <laughs> she was so devastated that she was organized this great family vacation and I showed up looking like a real idiot. Yeah. Well, sorry, Grandma. Yeah. I you had, win some, you lose some. Right. Right. Accept me for who I am with my Fu Manchu. So. <laughs> There's a lot of ways to express yourself. What have, what have you been up to lately? I haven't talked to you in in a minute, really. Yeah, it's been it's probably literally been a month or two mm-hmm. um, since before you launched Unconditional Media. Which, by the way, congrats! Thank you for that. I think it was pretty ballsy for you to have a website that instead of ending in com ends in media. Like that <laughs> gave me so many ideas. We could talk about that for an hour, and I was on the verge of not doing that. And I talked to Uh my friend, Jamie J who's a real, he's an old school tech guy knows a lot about branding and he's got, um, he has a website called bottleneck.online and you say that. And then half the people in the world are like, so bottleneck.online.com dot org dot dot online dot WordPress. Um, and so I asked him, I'm like, you know, I really want to name it unconditional dot media and just blow people's minds is that is that going to be okay and he was like he was like you know what it's people are the internet is trending toward not caring about dot coms like dot coms aren't as important as they used to be and even in a year from now or two years from now they're going to be even less important so i thought that was cool and it kind of frees you up uh, because virtually any url you can think of or any business name you can probably get a dot something or a dot co or a dot yeah So it's kind of like the way people used to think about bands. It's like dot com was the mainstream, but now and it's like everyone wanted a dot com. Like if you were dot net eight years ago, people are like, who who the fuck are you dot net? Right. But now it's like we're going the other way. So dot whatever. What can I do? Like a dot. Can I do like dot badass? Probably. (laughs) Don't quote me on it, but probably. No, I'm absolutely quoting you. And if this is not true, John, yeah. our friendship that's is probably fine. over. That's fine. I'm, I completely um, understand. I'm yeah. also the king of long business names. And I'm really like my New Year's resolution that I started two months ago in the not mm-hmm. at New Year's is to have shorter business names. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, unconditional.media is a really cool name and a cool business <laughs> idea. So good job. You're Thank doing you. good things in the world. Appreciate that. Uh, 
I didn't what know you were just going to come on the show and compliment me. But we well, can yeah, keep doing I mean, this. <laughs> this is just all hail John Clark. <laughs> He's doing awesome shit. This is what I do. It's like it's like the military. I'm recruiting you, so I'm I'm going to butter you up, right. and then you're going to join my tribe, and then I'm going to break you down, right, and build you back up from from my perspective, what you should be. <laughs> is, is that how you work with your coaching clients? It's not, but I really think that they <laughs> think that's what it is before right. they sign up. Like before they're, yeah. they're kind of game for it though. They're like, I kind of need this. Yeah. They're like, I just, I don't know what you do, but I'm, I'm willing to try this out. And yeah. so I recruit them and I have them sign like a seven year contract with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't actually do that, yeah. but that would be really funny. Like if you're going to work with me right, and do a complete overhaul of everything you know to be true in your life, yep. I'm moving in with your <laughs> right. into your extra bedroom. This I is, this is business coaching, like hardcore. You talk about a boot camp. Mm-hmm. We do it raw here yeah, this at is your a- bad actor <laughs> practice. <laughs> new, new tagline. Try to keep that one in beta for a few weeks. See, yeah, I I might have to see if it floats. Yeah, we, yeah, it's like life camp. I mean, we've got to uproot your life. Um, Yeah, the cost of the program is three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. (laughs) So, really trying, really trying to attract you know those who truly can value that sort of investment. Yeah, super niche. <laughs> it super is niche super, among therapists. Niche. Yeah, I've only got I've only had one client in the past ten years, but other than that, it's been pretty solid. But I'm good. It paid my house off. Yeah, we're fine. Working toward early retirement. I only have um, one testimonial though, which is all yeah, right. <laughs> but it's a really and, long um, one. There were some boundary issues that mm-hmm. were crossed. <laughs> yep, always. Always, always, always with me, right? Mm-hmm. I referred um, some coaching clients to your Psychology Today course yesterday, so you, you. You, you owe me. No, for sure. I've, I'm always indebted to you. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. We'll barter. Last time I had you on the show, w- you, you worked hard to not talk about that course, and then mm. we ended up talking about it. I kind of forced you to talk about it. So I'm not going to do that today. And... I'm not forcing any topic upon you today, which is it's, scary. It's the wild, wild west. <laughs> it's the wild, wild west over here with your sombrero. <laughs> What's happening to us? Right. We're in, we're on the east coast. I like to just 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 kind of spitball a little bit and be and, and kind of say, what do you see going on in the industry right now? What do you what are you into right now? In terms of private practice, not Justin, oh, Justin oh. Bieber or whatever you do with your life. There are some fun websites I've been visiting um, that have nothing to do with private practice building. Okay. So we, I guess we'll refrain from that as well. Put those in the show notes. No, <laughs> no one will click them. R-rated show. Yep. Um, yeah, what am I getting what are you into? into lately? Oh, gosh, there's always something, isn't there? Mm-hmm. I hope so. so. I hope so. Otherwise, uh, we're, we're lacking business here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, to, I just for a moment, I'll take it back to uh, the last time I was on your show, we talked about copywriting. So yeah. you will, we will not spend our whole episode talking about that either. But I have been noticing that there are a ton of therapists who really struggle with that, even, even given formulas or templates or 
everything short of me just writing it. Mm-hmm. People really, really do struggle with that. I think that's an area that not there isn't a lot of help. Like, of course, there are copywriting services that therapists can buy. Sure. But as far as actually helping therapists write it themselves if they want to, that's a hard one. So I've been trying to figure out how to make that happen. I ran a beta course for that over the summer uh, with with 10 very brave therapists. And <laughs> we even struggled because the whole point of the beta was we will turn this information that we're learning from this coaching experience into an actual self-paced course at some point. And I even have struggled with that because how do you teach someone how to write really good copy short of doing it for them Yep. Um, or giving them a really like that whole formula approach works to an extent, but you also want to be creative and unique. And so you don't just want to be like, okay, so for this page, this paragraph should be this, you know, kind of like my psychology today formula, like that's great and all, but when you're talking about your whole website, I don't, I don't think we should be following just a formula for each page. Mm-hmm. So I'm noticing that. That's something I'm into right now is trying to figure out how the heck to get people to write really great copy mm-hmm. themselves. It's a challenge. I'm into this as well. I'm into whatever you're into, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. No, in, in all yeah. seriousness. I'm mine boys and girlfriends. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think we're all kind of into it. I think all practice coaches are kind of swooning over web copy right now and we're seeing how important it is and how much um, we miss the mark often. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of uh, Donald Miller and story brand. I should. You no. should. He's amazing. He's, he's a, a writer. He's actually like a novelist and he wrote one of my all time favorite books, blue like jazz, just like his journey into figuring out religion in his own way, his own messy way. Um, I followed him for a long time. I met him really briefly. And now he went from being a writer to being a copywriter. He just kind of made this switch and said the power of good copy and of good marketing is telling a good story. So I started reading this book yesterday, How to Build a Story Brand or Building a Story Brand. And in the first section, he talks about, um, he actually talks about Maslow's hierarchy and that people are always constantly inclined towards survival, right? So your product, whatever it is you're selling, should actually be geared toward um, helping that person thrive and survive. Hmm. And one of the ways he does this is actually by kind of turning up the heat a bit and um, leveraging this idea of like, what would happen? What is at risk here if you don't buy my product? What, What could go wrong? Like, how could you you want to help people avoid failure with your product, whether that's a gadget or, you know, intensive therapy with me twice a week. Yeah. Um, people also in terms of when they are, are like absorbing your marketing, they want to, we constantly want to conserve, conserve calories for the purposes of survival, which is also really interesting. So having things that are decluttered and super, easy to digest and understand right off the bat helps people conserve energy and they're more likely to keep engaging with your brand. Mm. Now let's go back to the survival thing Mm -hmm. because I, I think, well, okay. So on one hand, it's like, I agree with that and I can see how that can be helpful. On the other hand, I see therapists and I see Coaches, not just therapy coaches or therapists or coaches for therapists, but I see coaches for everybody, entrepreneurs, um, using that in a way that is very Mm off-putting sometimes. 
Like I, um, here's a secret about me. Uh Oh, it's coming out, coming out. You had another early, early, uh, entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey that, no 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 i have a secret email account Mm -hmm. that i use to subscribe to all kinds of people's shit oh for sure what people are putting out there so that's like so you have that i have that well it's not a separate one i'm not i'm not that crazy it's Um, not even my real name (laughs) you'll never know it's me so those of you with an email list watch out for katie smith out there it could be like gerald it's probably like a dude's name it's it's totally a dude's name oh my gosh that's how secretive this is this venture of mine i just send them to my private practice email my my actual like counseling practice email that i don't check much and then but i can check them there and just be like wow that person's really doing great email marketing or this person is really missing the mark or this feels intense or gimmicky or whatever, mm-hmm. but it, no, it's, I mean, it's if, great research. If I'm genuinely interested in someone, I'll just have them send it to mine. Mm-hmm. But if I'm like, Hmm, who is this person? Like, what are they about? Mm-hmm. What are they going to send me? I will use my secret Gerald email address <laughs> and just see what happens. So I get like, you know, 200 emails a day from oh, yeah. that one. And I'm like, Oh Jesus. But there are some people out there who have used that survival method, and I don't think it works very well if it's done. I don't know. There's there's some emails that I get from one one individual in particular, and it's oh the title is always like, oh my god, your business is going to fail yeah. if you don't read this. If you don't do this and one thing, like, then don't you know? Yeah, like clickbait stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and that actually, that one email, I opened it because I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. So I read <laughs> it. There was no information. It was this long email, which I obviously am not opposed to long emails because mine can mine are known for being like a thousand plus words. Mm-hmm. So it was this long email with no actual value in it mm-hmm. whatsoever, just constant scarcity and fear mongering. Yeah. And then you click the call to action on the bottom of the email. And of course, it's taking you to this product that Mm -hmm. they're trying to get you to buy. And if you don't buy this product, your business will fail. Mm -hmm. And that turned me off so much that it it actually led me to write a blog post about failure Mm -hmm. um, and how it's not all that scary to begin with anyway. So you telling me that my business is going to fail if I don't follow your whatever four-step method um, doesn't scare me. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so I think there can be something to be said for the survival mentality and how we can utilize that sometimes in copywriting only if it's actually serving someone. Mm -hmm. Like I don't believe in the, let's just scare the shit out of them so that they buy my product in a place of desperation. (laughs) That's not what I'm Right. What if, uh, yeah, and I know, I know the emails you're talking about. The challenge I think is there's so much to learn from, marketers just broadly or people who um, do digital marketing across the board for different uh, different industries and then the things that we take from them have to be kind of filtered through our own like therapist lens and kind of made our own and it's got to be ethical and we can't push too hard and we can't do this we can't make promises or guarantees on our products so like there's so many caveats to the way we use other marketing stuff um, from other industries or just from marketing the marketing field in general um, what about like, I, I don't know, even uh, like avoiding failure, for, let's say for a therapy client could even just mean, um, 
like working through your depression now, getting help for your depression now so that it doesn't get worse. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Okay. Well, and if it gets worse, what might that look like? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there are definitely ways to do it ethically and responsibly. I do think that some therapists use the, I'm not good at marketing or I don't like marketing. They use that as an excuse to not try to learn more about this whole arena. Mm -hmm. They'll, they'll lump all of marketing into the scammy pile. Like they'll get one click, they'll read a clickbait email and be like, Oh, well that's not me. Right. So therefore I'm just going to shun away from or shy away from anything that resembles marketing Mm -hmm. because all marketing is bad. And I don't, I don't think they should do that for sure. Because so there's this book, it's called, marketing a love story so marketing colon a love story um and it's by this wonderful british lady (laughs) bernadette jiwa and it is when you're reading it silently do you read it in a british accent in your mind um no because i have the audiobook version and she reads it herself damn right so it's amazing i love like Seth Godin, a lot of his books, if you buy uh-huh. the audiobook version, sure. he's actually narrating them. Yep. I love it when they do that. I do not like when I buy an audiobook and it's like if it's written by a male and then the the person narrating is female or like someone who's just like, no, 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 I want you wrote this four hundred page <laughs> bitch. Like you better read it to me. <laughs> so anyway, marketing, a love story by Bernadette Jiwa. I hope that's how I pronounce her last name because it is kind of strange. All right. All right. But, we'll go with it. And it's short. So also no excuse for those of you listening who are like, another book? Oh, my God. Super short. And listen to the audiobook. I think it's like four hours tops for this book. But anyway, she does one of the best jobs I've ever seen explaining what marketing actually is. Um. And I don't want to spoil it. Oh, okay. Don't want to spoil it. But just have to look. Well, how do you define marketing? How do you take all from all the places you've learned about stuff and like just your own experience with it and helping therapists? What? How do you define it? So, like, I've never been asked to formally define it. So this is not a Webster thing, but I'll just Mm -hmm. kind of like stream of consciousness here. So, marketing is using genuine and authentic relationships with other people to help those who need your service find you. Mm-hmm. That's one way of doing it. Um, it's you have a service that actually helps solve a problem for someone else, and you are making yourself known to those people, which inherently means that I'm not making myself known to those who don't care. Sure. So I'm not leaving business cards at Starbucks, thank you. I'm not... Uh, <laughs> making a trifold brochure and shoving them under, under like every single doctor's office in a 10 mile radius. Right. Um, that's not genuine or authentic. Uh, but I am reaching out to people and finding out how I can serve them. So if I'm going to communicate with someone for the first time who could be maybe a referral source for me, it's not just like, here's my shit. Give me clients. Yep. <laughs> that is the primary approach that I see a lot of therapists taking and, um, I'm, I'm with you that I, I say this over and over again to folks, like find a way to serve that person in that relationship, make yourself useful to them. Don't ask for referrals. Um, 
it's just, yeah, you have to kind of go, go about it and kind of go in the back door with people and, um, find a way to make yourself useful to them in, in, as a way to create that relationship. And I also think this idea of like, <clears throat> what problem does, uh, does my service or my product solve is really essential. And even though we are helpers and problem solvers by nature, that's what we do. I don't think we always get that right when we're talking about what we do, um, or even in our website copy, right? So it's, it's, it's not enough just to explain what it is, what the product is, which is therapy, listening, validation, all this stuff, CBT. Um, it really is about, um, I think, uh, illuminating for a consumer, for a potential client, what the product can do for your life, right? It's the same thing when you're selling a gadget. And I've, I've used this example before, but it's um, there was a company before TiVo that did like DVR. And mm-hmm. they, they, they came and they came into the, uh, into the world and said, we have a device, you know, that will record your TV so you can watch it later. You know, that's it. Like that's, yeah. that's what the product is. That's what it does. And people thought, oh, that's pretty interesting. Right. Soon after that, TiVo came along and said, we have a product that will help you own your time again. Something like that, right? The outcome is you own your time again. You watch your shows on your time. You spend that time with your family. Like, what is what is the outcome of using this product? And TiVo won, right? Selling the same, exact, the same exact product, right? And and all the best companies do this as well. They do it. They do it really well. Um, and it really speaks to something genuine that people people want. It's kind of this universal thing. Um, and it also just for the survival thing. See, this is where I think it's um, it's like if people can conserve their energy and you have a limited amount of time in life and in a single day, and if there's things that can help you get more out of that time, that's great. That's good for your survival. That's you conserving energy in a way. So I think there's a way to do all of it that doesn't feel gimmicky or pushy or, or whatever. And as therapists, we have to find the middle ground between what's effective and what's strong enough, but also, um, still feels good for you. Yeah. Man, and I just had an awesome thought as you were <clears throat> going through that beautiful monologue, and then it just like flew away like a little birdie. I hate it when that happens. It'll come back. It'll I'm come sure back. it'll. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I I completely agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I believe that therapists really struggle um, because they they believe okay, so I'm going to have to convince people to come to me. Mm-hmm. Like I have to quote unquote sell myself. So that ultimately means that they, if they're putting themselves in that box, so I have to sell myself, I have to go out there and hustle, nose to the grindstone, whatever. Mm-hmm. That means that they're feeling they have to sell themselves to like all people, yep. people who aren't even looking for therapy, people who aren't interested. And that to me feels very much like the um, I think it was Joe Sanok who had to like sell vacuum cleaners when he first was like an adult mm-hmm. doing the adulting thing. Right. And it's like, it's awful. Cause you're selling this like overpriced, maybe piece of junk. I don't know. I never bought one of those. Um, and that's how sometimes we treat our practices. Mm-hmm. Like we are having to go out door to door, business to business and sell something that they may not want sure. or need. Well, the other that's thing totally is, not it. Do you believe in the product that you're selling? And I have to ask coaching clients this a lot and say, like, we can do the best marketing in the world. We can do your SEO. We can, we can have a great website. We can run Google AdWords for you. We can send people your way. But if you don't believe in the product that you're selling, it's going to fall flat. 
And then yeah. in some in some situations, or even with our work with unconditional media, again, we can do all this great marketing work for a client. But when that client shows up um, for you or on, on the phone or for a call or for a session, if you don't believe in what you're selling, it's, it's not going to go anywhere, right? So I think the product also still has to be good. And, and a lot of times, even as practice coaches, like we skip over that part. Like first and foremost, do you, do you believe in what you're selling? Um, yeah. And, and I think some, for a lot of people, it's still a question mark. And we have to we have to work through that first rather than jump to all this other, you know, fun stuff that we can do with therapists. Yeah. And I, and I think that imposter syndrome is a flavor of this, right? So am I good enough? Or, you know, I see other therapists in my town and they have these beautiful websites and am I going to make it like that's a flavor of it. But I think what you and I are probably referring to are those people who genuinely are worried that maybe they don't have the training or maybe Mm -hmm. their grad program didn't prepare them the way that they think they should have. And so what do those people do? And yeah, absolutely. If, if coaches like you and I are helping people on the business side of things, but then by the time a client comes in the door, you lose them. There's only so much that SEO is going to do for you. There's only so much that having a good website or a good psych today profile or even good relationships with other people. Sure. Um, You know, I, I recently came into contact with a local therapist and, um, referred a client to that person. And I didn't know this therapist very well, but after an initial phone call, I was like, okay, well I'll send this referral your way. And the client called me back a few days later and Long story short, this client was really unhappy with how that intake went. And it and it I don't know if it was a combination of maybe the clinical skills weren't there, there was some like business handlings that didn't go well, the intake was cut short. Like there were a lot of things, little things that added up for this client. And so they called me and they genuinely thought when they called me that I was going to either shame them or try to talk them into going back one more time when this client had like a visceral reaction to this intake. Um, and of course I was like, no, if you got that feeling from this therapist, I'm so sorry, let's find you someone else. Um, but yeah, so I don't know that therapist personally. I don't know what part of what my client or the client told me was just maybe their own stuff being projected. So I'm not saying that this therapist sucks or whatever, but ultimately something happened in that intake where that therapist did not make that client feel safe. Sure. So if that's going to happen, and if that happens more than once, then that therapist is going to see their business start to flounder, and they might be tempted to do some of these things that you see in the online communities. Like, okay, well, I just have to get a better website, or I just have to get a better Facebook business page, or psychology today. Like I need an email list. I need to do all these things. Right. And they enter what I refer to lovingly as marketing tactical hell, Mm -hmm. where they try to do all these different things all at once. And this therapist presumably would experience a a lack of growth still, and then be wondering what the hell went wrong when all the while there was something on the front end that was not, that was not done. Um, it's so easy to miss that. I, I've been approaching, um, a lot of my work recently with therapists as if you're just now starting your business, even if you've been open for 10 years or five years and you're not where you want to be. Um, I've been approaching it like you're just now opening the doors. You're just doing the branding, doing the visioning, Mm -hmm. figuring out who you are and how you're different and conveying that to me so that it's over and over again until it's crystal clear. Um, and then building everything else from that. So, like if you can craft a compelling message from the ground up 
everything else that you build on that foundation is going to be solid. Um, and you know, it's like, it's like building a house, right? That, that foundation mm-hmm. has to be there or else, and we can build you the, the fanciest house on top of, um, what could be a really shaky foundation. And it's not, it's just not going to hold up over time. So it's, it's interesting. I mean, the, I think the other thing I'm learning is that we, we have to, to really help therapists, we have to approach their marketing comprehensively and holistically. Otherwise it's like treating one part of the body, but ignoring the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's interesting. There's always so much to learn. Um, well, I love that this, hold on. No, mm-hmm. I know you're wanting to change the topic <laughs> and I am refusing to let you because we are about to head into one of my most favorite things. Uh-oh. Can we talk about it for a minute? You can talk about it for one minute. Okay. I get one minute. Ready to go. So what I'm hearing you say is that there needs to be a stronger foundation and there also needs to be, I'm waiting for like the ding, ding, ding. There needs to be good systems. I can put that in later. Yeah. Put it in systems. We need to have good systems Mm -hmm. for our business. And so, uh, so for example, people who join my 60 day course, almost everyone when they first join it. So we do we spend an entire week, it's week two on systems. Mm-hmm. And everyone at first, when they see that systems is week two and marketing is week three, they all bitch uh-huh. because they're like, no, 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 no. I started, yep. I joined this course because I want more clients. Yep. Um, give right. me all the clients. I want them tomorrow. Right. I want a full caseload. But if That's why give, I bought If we this. get you more clients and your systems are screwed up, it's not going to go anywhere. Do you want to yeah. do me a huge favor? Yeah. Can we talk about this in the next episode? Ah! <laughs> Because oh. I want, I really want to talk about it for a full episode. You um, know what I call this? I call this that? podcast blue balls is what yep. you just did. To That's me. a real thing. Oh my gosh. But John. you know what, you know what the good news is? We can do that, that other episode right now. Oh, <laughs> so Laura Long, how can people get in touch with you? We covered a lot of ground today. It's kind of how it goes. Um, And again, I kind of like that we're all over the place because that's how life is. That's how running a business is. And, um, you know, and so we take all these thoughts, we take these ideas and we organize them and we figure out what to do next. What do I do next to kind of, um, to keep growing my practice? Um, so I, I love it. Can you just please, when you go to title these two podcast episodes, Mm -hmm. can you do like my sombrero part one or something like that? Like I think. <laughs> the title needs to have have to do with that. Yeah, obviously. Just throw people off, <laughs> obviously. Well, thanks guys. You can find me at um your badass therapy practice dot com. I'm working on the dot badass. For, for we'll see we'll see what happens there. Um and then of course social media, I'm on Facebook. So just uh Facebook.com slash your badass therapy practice. Love it. Laura, thanks for being here as always. Thank you, John. Always a pleasure. All right. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. As always, I so appreciate you taking the time out of your day to um, to be here and invest in yourself and invest in your practice. Um, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, if you haven't already, head to privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash webinar to sign up for the free webinar coming up Friday, November 17th, 12 p.m. Eastern. We're going to talk about how to get Google's attention one way or another, diving in to Google AdWords and SEO essentials. You're going to have a lot of great takeaways and actionable steps after this free webinar. So again, that's privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash webinar. Sign up today. All right, that's it for this week. I'll see you next time.